let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come journey with stories and songs just for kids we have a dramatized bible story coming up but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome god Mmm, fresh baked bread it's one of the best smells in the world but it's not enough just to see the hot steaming loaf as it comes out of the oven or to smell how delicious it must be you've got to open your mouth and taste it Well, Jesus is called the bread of life in the Bible. Even though someone else may tell you how good he is, and you've seen some of the good things he's done, you've still got to taste the goodness of God for yourself. From Psalm 34, verses 8 and 7. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Taste and see. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Blessed is he. Blessed is he. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see.
to forgive me. Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing story from the Bible in Living Sound. When the two spies returned from Jericho, they reported immediately to Joshua. Well, what did you find out? Two things, sir. 
First, the people of Jericho are frightened to death of us. Uh. And second, the walls of their city are very strong, and the gates manned at all times. You think we can take the city? Yes, I think we can, sir. They haven't the heart to stand and fight against us. All right, then let us go and attack the city. So be it, sir. But first, we must prepare to cross the Jordan. For this, the people must sanctify themselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among us. And the angel of the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will God begin to magnify thee in the sight of Israel, that they may know that as God was with Moses, so he will be with thee. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. Well, Ahab, I think we're all ready to go in the morning. Do you really think the children realize the importance of what we're about to do? I hope so, Sharon. I've done my best to impress it on their minds. Mother, I can hardly believe it. Tomorrow we shall be in Canaan. It doesn't seem possible. I know, dear. I find it hard to believe myself. What I don't understand, Father, is how we're going to cross. I mean, the water's awfully deep and swift, and nobody's doing anything about building a bridge. <laughs> it does seem strange, son. But Joshua's orders were very definite, so I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Yes. so early. I'm so sleepy. You've never crossed the Jordan into Canaan before either, Nam. <laughs> Joshua told us all to be ready at dawn. So, here we are. <sighs> well, why don't we go then? Look at all the people gathered at the water's edge. Thousands and thousands of them. And so quiet in this early light. It's a solemn moment for us, Sharon. I know. Now the priests are bearing the Ark of the Covenant down to the water. I see Uncle Nabat over there. With his helmet on, see? Now the priests are right by the Jordan's edge. They're stepping right into the water. Why, why what's happening? The waters of the Jordan have stopped flowing. Stopped? The waters which came down from above have stopped and risen in a heap. Those that go down towards the sea have been cut off. The priests are walking across the riverbed, carrying the ark. They're walking on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. It will soon be our turn. Is everybody ready? Yes, Father. Oh, I can hardly wait. Now the people just in front of us are beginning to move. There they go. I'm so excited. We all are, dear. Now be careful. Down we go to the river's edge. Some of the stones are loose. Oh, ouch. What is it, Shebna? Did you hurt yourself? Not really. Just twisted my ankle a little bit. The ground's awfully rough, and I didn't look where I put my feet. I told you to be careful. Now let's follow your father. There we go. We're here. We're in Canaan. Oh, Sharon, children, after all these years, look. Look at the green grass and the trees. This is the promised land. And all the people passed over Jordan on dry land. Then the angel spoke to Joshua again, saying, Take twelve men, Joshua, one from each of the twelve tribes, and send them to the midst of Jordan. 
and take from there twelve stones to carry over to the lodging place where ye shall camp this night. Then, when everyone had passed over and the twelve men had each collected a stone, Joshua commanded the priests, Come now up out of Jordan. As soon as the priest's feet were lifted up into the bank again, the waters came back. Now we are all truly in Canaan. We have returned to the land of our ancestors. Now we are in Canaan, in the plain of Jericho, even as the Lord promised. Therefore, let the twelve men from the twelve tribes make a mound of the twelve stones they took from the bed of Jordan. And the twelve men who had collected the stones from where the priests had stood in the river before the waters rushed back, put them in a heap in the middle of the camp. And Joshua addressed all the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, what mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over, that all the people on the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, and that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
Hey, Sam, look out your window. What do you see? Well, I see trees, grass, cars, buildings, and some kind of bird. Do you know that there are things out there that are so small that you can only see them with a microscope, and they can kill you? Are you trying to cheer me up? They're called germs, and there are a hundred million of them right out there just waiting to make you sick. I'm already sick. That's why you came to visit me. I was reading in a book that there is something we can do to fight those germs. And I'm not talking about medicine or getting a shot. Do you know what that is? Close the window? We can be happy. Happy? You mean as in ha-ha happy? That's right. When we have a positive attitude and we aren't grouchy or angry all the time, we help our bodies fight germs because our immune system is working harder than when we're sad or depressed. So are you happy, Sam? I was until you started talking about germs. King Solomon said that happiness can fight disease. Solomon? The Bible guy? Yes. I learned a Bible verse last year that says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. That's Proverbs 17.22. What do you think about that? I think I need to lie down again. I feel my bones drying up. Well, you just go to sleep and I'll come back and visit you later. Sam, I've got to make you happy so you can heal faster. You're a true friend, Rico. Like the Bible says, he who lets a sick friend sleep makes his bones better. Where's that found? Sam 5-2. I thought so. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 8, Rustler's Cove. Mr. Jake, why do they call this place Rustler's Cove? Sammy asked while looking around at the beach where they had just docked. Rattlesnake River made almost a U-turn right here in the river, and tall bushes marched right up to the riverbank. Behind the bushes, rocky cliffs rose like walls on both sides of the river. Yeah, Mr. Jake, Chris chimed in. Cattle rustlers could hide here, but how could they get the cows here? Float them down the river? Well, it seems they weren't rustling cattle, Jake said, his eyes twinkling. Seems they were rustling gold. Gold? Willie rolled his wheelchair over to join the group. Chris scratched his head. You mean they found gold in this river? Nope. They stole it from the folks who did. Then they hid it here. Here? Maria looked around at the high cliffs. Where could they hide anything here? You just walk yourself over to that bush with the dead wood sticking out of the top. The kids ran over to the bush. It was covered with berry vines and stood twice as tall as any of them. Mmm! Chris stuffed his mouth full of the juicy blackberries. They're good, Jenny said, eating one at a time. Did they hide gold in the blackberry bushes? Maria liked the berries but was more interested in the rustlers. Jake picked up a stick and used it to pull aside the vines. Anybody want to see what's behind them bushes? The kids saw a hole cut in the vines. Chris and Sammy dropped to their knees and began to scramble along the low path. When they disappeared, Maria heard their voices loud and clear. Wow, look at this, Sammy, Chris said. Yeah, but look over here. This one's bigger. Didi was curious, too. Wait for me. Come on, Jenny, Maria said. We may as well go, too. Jake turned and noticed Willie sitting in his wheelchair. I should have made that hole a mite bigger the last time I worked on it. Then you could roll through it. Oh, that's okay, Willie said, looking down. They'll tell me about it. Jeff, Jake called. When Jeff trotted up, Jake pointed at Willie. Do you suppose you can hoist that young man up onto your shoulders so he can see over? You're about the tallest thing around here unless there's a stray giraffe I don't know about. On Jeff's shoulders, Willie could see the kids exploring along the base of the cliff. Hey, Chris, he yelled. What's that dark hole? It's a cave, and there's another one over there, Chris called back, pointing to another dark hole. Caves, Mrs. Shue asked. Are they safe? Safe as a flea behind Bonzo's ear, Jake answered. They only go in about five or six feet, but I thought the kids would like them. Back in them little caves, Jake told Willie and Mrs. Shue, the rustlers chipped out some little holes where they put the gold. Then they piled rocks in front of the holes so nobody would notice them. After supper, the evening was spent singing and telling stories around the campfire. The kids missed Bonzo and half expected him to come loping into camp. Hey, everybody, Jake said to get their attention. Tomorrow we have to get an early start, so bring all your gear to the wrap before breakfast. You'll have to hop to it, or Jeff will have your tent down before you're out of bed. The kids groaned about getting up early, but soon settled down again to sing campfire songs for a while before heading to their tents. Maria ignored Chris as much as she could. She also decided she didn't want to ride with Chris on the way home. While everyone was saying good night and going to the tents Jeff had set up, Maria went to Mr. Teller. Mr. Teller, may I ride back with you in your car, please? Sure you can. We have plenty of room. He paused and then added, I take it you haven't ironed things out with your brother yet. Not yet, she mumbled and ran to her tent. The 
The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book 11, Rattlesnake River Adventure, written by Sandy Zog, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. The children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.